Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. Throw a fade to the right side to Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes makes the catch in the corner of the end zone. Touchdown. Here's one more for Mercedes Lewis. Running for his life and throws it in the end zone. Got a man. Leaping catch. That's a touchdown. Bryce Butler with a leaping catch. The kick is away. And the kick is... It's gone! The longest kick in Eagles history. With your inside look at everything football. It's TSN Four Downs with Andy McNamara. Brought to you by Domino's. Oh, it sure is, and it is week four in the National Football League, folks. This is TSN Four Downs. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. Get us on Twitter at TSN Four Downs, TSN and the number Four Downs. Myself at AndyMC81. Humongous show for you today, folks. Lots going on. Guest-wise... USA Today's NFL columnist Jarrett Bell will stop by, as will fantasy football analyst from Pro Football Focus Jeff Ratcliffe. That'll be in the next half hour. In between all then, we'll give you our big three game picks of the week. Try to get you to win some free Domino's pizza. And by the way, folks, as you know, we are delivered by Domino's. And this is, is almost free. We give away free pizza every week on the show. But the deal until Sunday, October 1st, is almost free. It's 50% off all pizzas at menu prices when you order online at Domino's.ca. It's my favorite week. They do it a few times a year. It's my favorite Domino's week. 50% off all pizzas at menu price. Go to Domino's.ca and check it out. But I'll tell you how to win some free Domino's pizza a little bit later on. And also... Producer Mike Skrizniak, we're going big time, baby. Like Domino's, they, they give away free pizza. They also have provided us our first DraftKings contest. Okay? Ooh, say more things, Andy. It's a, that's, that's what I hope to do over the next hour. DraftKings contest, the new Pick'em style contest. So it's not like where you go and you get the, the salary cap and, and you have to do all the math and, and uh, all the analysis, which I personally love because I'm a fantasy nerd. But this is like, it's different tiers. So you get a group of players in different tiers, and you pick which one in each tier is going to have the best week. So what Domino's did, it's $500 in prizes. Five hundy. That's a lot of pizza. Baby. Yeah. You can buy it on whatever you want. So we're going to give our first, there's eight tiers. We're going to give our first three tiers, myself and Chris, because we qualify too. I'm, I'm going to try to win some money. I'm up against you, buddy. Oh, well. Oh, Yeah. Hopefully this oh, doesn't yeah. go like our fantasy baseball semifinals. <laughs> Where I win? You rap Woo. bastard. Yeah. You so, uh, two hits. I know. Like, damn you, Aaron Judge. <laughs> All rise, baby. So you have your chance. I'm going to tweet it out. Uh, it's, it should be pinned on my Twitter, at AndyMC81. So to enter that, you go to draftfree.com. Draftfree.com. Sign up and enter. First, uh, The top 125 players win cash. Win money. For DraftKings. So uh, we'll do that a little bit later on in the show. But lots of, lots of fun today. Let's start those screws with the Thursday Nighter. And the result wasn't surprising. It had a lightning delay and all that. The 35-14 win by Green Bay wasn't surprising. The interesting stuff that came out of that was the injuries to the Packers. Like Devontae Adams. He's at a hospital. He is in concussion protocol. But that was a filthy hit. 
even in slow mo, you can tell the like the speed at which his mouth guard popped out. Yeah. After yeah. that hit, even in slow mo, you were just like, "Holy crap, he's dead." Yeah, it was it, out on a stretcher, and, and it was good. They slow they um, zoomed in, and he gave the thumbs up, which is good. But that's whew, that that was scary. Now, on the other side, in the backfield, ravaged. Ty Montgomery, gone. Now, for him and James, it came out that. Uh, looks like both are not as serious as they appeared. Montgomery had, who's the main one to worry about, had the chest injury. It was like but, cracked ribs or yeah. possibly broken ribs. Yeah. But he, it, he might be back for week five. Well, right. Yeah, they said he could be back for the Dallas game. So not necessarily a disaster. Uh, but, man, just banged up the Bears, though. Mike Glennon, I think we're approaching Mitch Trubisky time. To go back to the Packers, though, are you wasting a uh, a wave for priority on an Aaron Jones? That's where I was going to bring that up later, Chris. But yeah, you're right. Like I I did the little star beside him to keep an eye on it. But right now, I don't think I would. Like he didn't wow anybody, right? Like maybe as a, I would be more inclined to maybe go after him as a, as a daily than a one week starter. Like, do you really want to waste your wave of priority or auction money on Jones, who might might Get one week, like it's something to track. It's somebody, it's somebody something who's to desperate, track. somebody who's playing Jaquiz Rogers now, but that doesn't have Doug Martin and might need an extra week to find another running back. Might be an option. Did you see my roster, Chris? That's exactly where I'm at. Uh-oh. I have Jaquiz Rogers. <laughs> I'm debating. This is the last week for him. Yeah, that, that's another thing. If you're uh, you have the handcuff, I'm going to hold on to Rogers though, because how often do you see a guy come back after a lengthy layoff and pull a hammy? Absolutely. Or something, right? Exactly. But that's a great point. So it's the Green Bay situation is something you are going to want to track throughout the week to keep uh, to keep an eye on it. But Mike Glennon, one TD, two interceptions. Screws, how did this guy get 16 mil? How? How? Um, what a, what he, a country. He's really tall. Yeah, and he's really uh, bad. So is Brock Osweiler. They're both like 6'7", and they both stink. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they have like their wow. their, their team scrimmage basketball game. And Mike Glennon's a better power forward than he is like a quarterback. It's like, well, Glennon can dunk, so I I, I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. I really got nothing. A solid 67.5 QB rating where you have Aaron Rodgers, who was an interesting game for him. Because if you first look, you see four touchdowns. You're like, awesome. Then you see 179 yards, and you think, what? Well, they scored two touchdowns in 53 seconds in the yeah. first quarter because yeah. Glennon fumbled the ball in the five. He's so bad. He is so bad. He didn't have to do anything, but Rodgers, again, comes through. You're really happy if he's your fantasy quarterback. And Jordan Howard, owner, is probably really happy for that garbage time TD. Oh, that saved the day for a lot because of guys. Because I was thinking, what do you guys. do with the with these Bears running backs? If you have one or the other, do you really... Are they more than a flex? Well, I think it depends on what type of league. Like Tarek Cohen, I, I'm I'm still high on him. A I still, PPR league, obviously. I, yeah, still for for Tarek Cohen, I think he's going to have some value PPR wise. Howard, yeah, like without that that garbage touchdown. You know who's interesting? PPR, who's put up quietly double digit points each week. Kendall Wright. How about that? Former first round pick by the yeah. Titans. Yeah. He's the only guy they have. They don't have anybody that can catch. Like he's All one these of guys those play with boxing gloves. They have no hands. <laughs> But he's one of those guys, Chris, that you think, Kendall Wright, like, eh, I'm not going to start him. And then each week, he's putting up consistent double, low double digits, but double digits. So for a flex guy going forward, depending how the quarterback situation the buy's coming out, up. Yeah, like, I think Mitch Trubitsky's going to be in there after the bye. They'll give Glennon, 
they'll give Trubisky as much time, but he's coming in. Like this is this is happening. So that victory over the Steelers last week still does oh. nothing for him. What? A, let's talk about that for a second. The whole week. What a bizarro week in the NFL. That was like Vegas destroyed families last week by people taking the obvious dogs, right? Like, oh, Ravens defense has been spectacular the first two weeks. They held a team to without a touchdown against the Jags. No problem. They lose forty-four to seven. Or Denver going into Buffalo. Buffalo missing their left tackle and Marcel Darius. Yep. And getting the win. 26-16. Ridiculous. The Bears upsetting the Steelers. Right? Cincinnati almost upsetting Green Bay. It went overtime. Houston almost upsetting New England. The Jets won, Scriz. Like, I was looking to the sky to see if locusts were going to start falling for the apocalypse. Yeah, a lot of people lost out on Miami in their eliminator pools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 20-6. Just goes to show you, none of us know anything any, about the NFL. <laughs> any, here, here's what gets me. That. Here, here's what, what I've been able to, I think, figure out. Is that because of the lack of padded practices and all the time off and that starters don't play in the preseason, we're seeing the first three weeks to a month of the NFL season now as the exhibition season. That's what we're seeing. Like, training camp is extended into the regular season because players together. They do not get the chemistry that they need. And so you're a month in before you hit that. So I'm thinking probably starting this week and into next, we're going to start seeing things get back to normal. But that's it's frustrating because it makes the first month of the season unpredictable. But it's always like that. Well, th- that's what I'm saying, but more so the last it. couple years. right? Because, because you don't have the, the practices, there's no more two-a-days. There's no more guys playing together all the time in, in preseason games. So, uh, we'll, we'll have to see for this week. A lot of people taking a bath at the gambling tables this past weekend. I uh, want to get to our uh, poll question here. At TSN, four downs. TSN, the number four downs. Myself, at AndyMC81. And Scrizzy, we'll give you a plug. What's yours? At Scrizzy, TSN? Scrizzy underscore TSN. Underscore. Don't forget the underscore. Yeah, it only took you a year and a half Some to other give you a plug, finally. But <laughs> thanks, man. You put together a good show. You put together a good oh, show. I Two tried. weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Jarrett Bell and uh, Jeff Ratcliffe coming up. So our poll question, there are still five 0-3 teams in the NFL. Who gets their first W this week? So still five winless teams in the National Football League. Who's most likely to get their first win? The Giants, the Browns, the Bengals. Now those two play each other, so unless it's a tie, which could be, one of those two. Or the 49ers. Giants, Browns, Bengals, 49ers. Bengals, the early leaders in the clubhouse at 42%. Who do you think it's, Chris? Going with the Bengals, Andy. Oh, you, well, you, you, your Browns oh. broke my heart last week. Your heart? They made Jacoby Brissett look like Peyton Manning. Exactly. And with Jacoby. what Cincinnati showed last week against the Packers, they're either, I think they're going to be really, really mad. And yeah. who better to take it out on than the Cleveland Browns? Oh, yeah. I'm starting Joe Mixon and Gio Bernard in my one pool. Oh, Joe Mixon. I'm going to bring that up in my DraftKings sleeper picks. Put out an article every uh, Wednesday on DraftKings, uh, the DK Playbook. Uh, Joe Mixon's my top guy. I'm slotting him in and running. Here's, top guy. We'll get into it. Well, if, as for sleepers. Okay. For sleepers. Uh, and I'll tell you. Uh, well, we'll get into it a little bit more later, but I'll tell you why, Chris, real quick. Is new offensive coordinator, right? The first week the new offensive coordinator came in, his carries doubled from 9 to 18. That tells you all you need to know. What do you want in fantasy? You want opportunity. Mixon's getting it. And we were wondering all offseason when it was when, not if, that transition from Jeremy Hill to Mixon was going to happen. We're starting to see it right now, and it could bust loose this weekend. Uh, I'll say 
Uh, most likely to get the first win. I'll go Giants. I'll say I, I think the Giants. Tampa Bay has a lot of injuries on defense. Yeah. They're missing, I think, three starters and four others are questionable. Yeah, that's that's going to be a, a tough one. We have that game on the station at 425 on Sunday. 13, what is this, Chris? 13 hours of football on TSN Starts at 930 in the morning. Man, that's a lot of football. That's a lot of football. I got okay. a wedding tonight, so it's going to be a great way to start my hangover. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> have a have a Caesar in the morning. and uh, <laughs> Watching Drew Brees' fantasy numbers go skyrocket. Get back into the day. Okay. Hey, let's see if we can uh, win you some money here with... The Big Three. All right. We'll zip through these. So, London. Another London game from Wembley Stadium. 9.30 a.m. start here on the station. Saints versus Dolphins. Now, as we said, the Dolphins got... Well, upset by the Jets. They're not going to be too happy uh, with the Saints' high-powered offense. We know those London games, anything's possible. Skriz, I'm going to say, uh, it's okay, it's the Saints favored by three. If you have a, a, a run-and-gun, chuck-it-up offense, you're going to be better off in these type of games that are more unpredictable. I'll go Saints. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game than we believe. Like, yeah. I don't, think, I, I think, the, it's going to be I don't think the Dolphins are going to put up, what, seven points? No, no. I, I think, think J.H.I. might have a really good game. Mm-hmm. Dolphins are going to try to hold on to the ball and keep Drew Brees off the field. But I'm going to go, I agree with you, Saints by three, at least. Saints by three. All right, Panthers, Patriots, Cam Newton. Now, the, the Panthers are two and one. Cam Newton is not himself. He just, he still isn't. You have Jonathan Stewart, you have Christian McCaffrey, exciting offense. Tom Brady threw for five touchdowns, man. That They're, they're ready. Okay, it's it's go time. Tom Brady already has over a thousand passing yards and eight touchdowns. Like we're we're, we're three weeks in. Tom Brady, uh, they're favored by nine and a half. Ooh, that, it's it's in Foxborough. You know what? I'll take that. I'll take the points in the Pats. I think they're going to put the boots to the Panthers. If I would have told you the New England defense in fantasy was the number one defense, like the worst defense to play, I guess like the number one scoring defense. Yeah. Like, I, I would have smacked you. Like, no right. chance. But Kansas City went off on them. Mm-hmm. New Orleans went off on them. And last week, the Houston Texans put up, was it 31? 34 points on them? Yeah, they they popped it. The defense is weak, but they still got Tom Brady. So you're not going to take the de- pay, pass I'm expecting defense. Christian McCaffrey is going to have a big game. A lot of screens, a lot of quick passes. They got to. And I think nine and a half is a lot of points. I'm going with the Panthers on this one. You're going Panthers to cover or to win? To cover. To cover. I'll say it's at home. I won't go Pats. All right, last one here. 425 game. Giants at the Buccaneers. And, of course, Tampa Bay had that first week bye because of the uh, hurricane situation down in Florida. They're 1-1. One one. Giants 0-3. Oh They're in second place in our poll for the best chance to break the uh, the winless drought there. Uh, again, lot, as you said, Screws, a lot of injuries there. It's in Tampa Bay. The Giants just aren't very good. But I'm going to say the Tampa Bay by three. I'll go Giants. I think Eli, they find a way of hanging around. So I'll go Giants. And uh, Sterling Shepard isn't going to nearly have the game. He did it at 200 yards. But he'll still have a decent output there. So I'll say Giants. This one's tough because of the injuries to Tampa. And the fact that, aside from Janoris Jenkins, the Giants secondary this year stinks. Eli Apple is getting killed. Oh, And I liked him coming out of college, too. The front four is still nasty, though. So, like, in my one fantasy league, I'm deciding between Sterling Shepard and Deshaun Jackson because I think the number Mm -hmm, two wide mm -hmm. receivers on both these teams can go off. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, The Giants, like, how do you lose that game last week? (laughs) They find a way. down for 21-0. They find a way. And then this rookie kid out of nowhere kicks a 61-yard field goal. Jake Elliott. Who is cut by the Bengals? Whoops! Uh, if they lose this game, like what Ben McAdoo, like is he 
He's hot seat. Is he trying to intern here next week? Because he's going to be looking for a job? As long as he gets rid of that mustache. Guy looks like a creep. Yeah, he, he looks like an 80s like mob boss. Yeah. Kind of the slick back hair, the mustache. Uh, I don't know. No, he's an Like Super guy. Mario's drunk uncle. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, a lot of injuries. I'm going to go with the Giants, too. I just don't trust Tampa Bay right now. All right, we'll both go with Big Blue. Okay, we're going to take the break, come back to chat with USA Today's NFL columnist Jarrett Bell. Lots of fantasy football talk still coming up. And free pizza! TSN 4 Downs, right here on TSN 1050, TSN 1150. We felt like President Trump's speech was a, was an assault, you know, on our most cherished right, uh, freedom of speech. I feel just we had to do, but just because of, you know, the tyranny that we face behind the POTUS, you know? That's football. That's a lot of team sports. But because of our position, we get drug in the to be quite honest with you. As a man, as a father, as an African-American man, as somebody in the NFL, as one of those sons of you know, like, yeah, I took it personally, but at the same time, like I said in my Twitter post, it's bigger than me, man. A lot going on on and off the field as we enter week four in the National Football League. Welcome back to TSN Four Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. We are delivered by Domino's. Check out all their specials at dominoes.ca. Very happy to be joining me now. USA Today NFL columnist Jarrett Bell. Jarrett, how's it going? Uh, pretty good, Andy. Just uh, ready for another rousing weekend of NFL action. And, and <laughs> as you set it up, on and off the field. Oh, boy. We'll, well see. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's start there, Jarrett. Like, where... Impossible to predict, but where do you think things go this week? Because we saw the reaction to President Trump's statements and and the players, obviously, and owners taking offense to it. Where do you think things go for this Sunday? Yeah, it's interesting um, because we really don't know. And so I'd just be guessing, to tell you the truth. I think you're going to see uh, some more expressions from players because I think one of the things that happened last week after, you know, the the whole, you know, Trump deal reignited everything is that there were probably a bunch of players who thought about protesting, wanted to protest. Maybe they protested last year and they weren't doing it this year. I mean, you've got a a wide range of, you know, player sentiment in terms of what they want to do. And so last weekend, yeah, it was kind of everybody all in. Um, we saw the Packers the other night lock arms uh, before the game on Thursday night, so we've already had one um, situation there. So I, I think the teams have really been trying to um, play on the unity thing. And I'm not just saying in terms of how they're presenting at the fans, but, you know, there's a lot of, you know, tension within some of these locker rooms. And I, I think most people, most coaches definitely in the organization say, hey, whatever we do, we want to try to do it together. But I don't know how long that's going to last like that. So we'll see what happens. But one of the things that I'm encouraged by is, you know, some of the players who've had some things in the works for a while are doing some things. So the Seahawks just announced that um, they've got an initiative and you know Bennett and Doug Baldwin and Richard Sherman are, you know, at the forefront of that, where they're kind of establishing um, their own initiative to raise money and and try to, um, you know, affect some change. And, and like I said, they've been working on that for a while. Uh, we know Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long with the Eagles have been, you know, proactive in doing some things. So I think we're probably going to see 
more of that. And I, and I, and I really think, Andy, that's really the most significant uh, thing to, to look for because sometimes you get widespread uh, demonstrations or protests, if you will, um, it, it kind of waters down, you know, the whole deal, to tell right. you the truth. And and so moving forward, the key thing I'm going to be so interested in seeing, and, and we even talked about this last year, is what some of the guys will do off the field with their community service and, and initiatives and, and whatnot. Right. And, and, Jared, that's exactly where I'm, I'm with you. Um, on the Seahawks stuff, I think that's great. And, and that's what it was starting to become to me. Okay, the awareness is there. We know, and it, it seemed like it was starting to become a little bit of not about the getting attention to equality, but it, last week it seemed a lot about, well, giving the finger to the president. And I was hoping the message didn't right. get lost. So the Seahawks coming out to do that, I think it, it, is that, that has to be the next step, isn't it? Okay, people are aware. Now what are you going to do about it? And the Seahawks took that step, and we see other players. So if the president's comments pushed everybody to actually take more action, then in the end, maybe it's a good thing. Yeah. In a I, weird I way. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, I don't want to give him that much. <laughs> yeah, we don't, don't want to give him too much um, credit. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you, but you're right in terms of, you know, kind of how unified the NFL became mm-hmm. in a flash last weekend and unify with players, management, coaches, owners, you know, all of that. So it did have um, that unintended consequence. You know, when you think about probably what Trump was was trying to accomplish, I don't think he was trying to unify uh, the NFL. Um, So, so yeah, we'll see if there'll be any more owners out there this weekend. I kind of doubt it, but um, I guess we'll just have to see how they – they do it moving forward. But, yeah, the, the stuff that guys can do off the field to use their platform and, and try to raise, you know, money or efforts or initiatives, that's going to be the key. But I think a lot of these deals, like the Seahawks thing, I don't think that really has anything to do with Trump in terms mm-hmm. of um, them getting that going because they talked about that last year that they were going to look for things to do. And Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long, like I mentioned, those guys, and some other players around the league, they they've kind of been working on some of these things for a while, right? Which is which is fantastic, and that hopefully will continue around the league. In conversation with a USA Today NFL columnist Jarrett Bell on Twitter at Jarrett Bell. Okay, Jarrett, let's get to some football here, man. Okay, so this last week we were talking about it off the top. It just seemed like the whole league was turned upside down. You had the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, Jared, there's a kid with maybe little suspenders in London and wearing a cap who went to his first NFL <laughs> game that thinks that Blake Bortles is the best quarterback of all time. Like, I, I don't know what to think about last week. Yeah, yeah, those suspenders are probably a real tight, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you see the pictures of little Prince Philip or yeah. little whatever, Prince George, Prince William, I forget his name. But, He'll yeah, have a Bortles those, jersey. Those, yeah, yeah, those, those, those uniforms over there could be kind of cute. But, uh, yeah, you're right. And, you know, I wondered, Andy, if the protest, to get back to that and you talk about the – impact on the field, I wonder how much of a factor it was in terms of, you know, how people performed. And see, you can't kind of put it all in one broad brush because I'm sure with some guys, they were just as focused as they always are, right? Right. But 
it, it's interesting because, like, you look at the Steelers dynamic, for one, where, you know, they leave, you know, Villanueva kind of on his own to go out to the, the anthem, and then they go out and they lay an egg at Chicago. And then one of the players, I think it was um, Art, uh, uh, Moat, who said that he thought that the focus wasn't there. And you think about how all of that happened so fast from Friday night to Sunday. In the NFL, you know, they're so locked into routine and regimen and the schedule. And, and so now you throw all this on a team on a Saturday, the concentration, you know, maybe the concentration is affected. So mm-hmm. um, you take that, Andy, to spin it back to, you know, conventional football, it's September. And you always have such a, you know, a, an air of unpredictability in September because you come out of preseason where a lot of your frontline players don't play, and then they get a couple games under their belt and they start getting their rhythm and all of that. So I think that's also some of what we saw last week. But, um, yeah, it was definitely uh, interesting in terms of the, the, the deals. And, hey, Cincinnati almost beat Green Bay. So, we, yeah. you know, we had that one that, that could have <laughs> happened. And then you look at Houston um, almost beat New England. So even the near misses made you go, whoa. It was it was close. Uh, Jarrett, thank you so much for stopping by. Let's do it again before the end of the year. Thank you. Okay, man. I appreciate you having me, Andy. All right. Thank you. USA Today, NFL columnist Jarrett Bell. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Jarrett Bell. We're going to take the break, get into some fantasy football tips. Fantasy football analyst Jeff Ratcliffe from Pro Football Focus joins me. You can send in your fantasy football questions. Many of you have already. Send them in at AndyMC81 and at TSN 4 Downs. We'll try to get a couple of those in to Jeff. Up next, you're on TSN 4 Downs. Gives it to Murray. Running to the left. He's got room. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. Get us on Twitter at TSN 4 Downs at AndyMC81. And, folks, we are delivered by Domino's. And 50% off week ends Sunday, October 1st. Great time to get it for the big games this weekend, right? 50% off all pizzas at menu price when you order online at dominoes.ca. Check it out, dominoes.ca. We'll have our special Domino's 4 Downs. DraftKings contest. We'll have our Pick'em contest in the next segment. We'll also go through some power rankings. But first, let's get to a lot of fantasy football talk right here. Fantasy football analyst Jeff Ratcliffe from Pro Football Focus. Jeff, how's it going, man? Fantastic. We uh, ready for another weekend of football. Oh, yeah. And you know what, Jeff, I'll start you with a couple questions we got from our listeners uh, on Twitter, if you don't mind. And we'll kind of we'll go from there. We're, we're a show for the people, right? So we want to try to help them out. We got uh, from at Scotty Zach MT eighty nine says Fitzgerald or Watkins this week PPR league. Well, after last week, I mean, a lot of people look at week, weeks one and two, and the disappointment with Larry Fitzgerald. I actually said this a few times. I said we're, we're all going to sit him this week. He's going to go nuts, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened. So you, you got to keep going back to the well there. It's a great matchup for Carson Palmer. A lot of volume for Larry Fitzgerald in this one. And Sammy Watkins, obviously, coming off the encouraging performance against that same defense, mind you, 
Watkins, for me, is one of those guys that every week we kind of look at him as a back-end wide receiver, too, because he could be a wide receiver one. He could also be a wide receiver five. Yeah, Much higher floor for Fitzgerald, though, so I'm going with him. Yeah, and with Watkins, until he does it on a more consistent basis, you're right. Like We can't really count on him, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just the, the enormous ceiling, and it was nice to finally actually see it, though, with the Rams. Yeah, he knows yeah. he has these games in him. Exactly. All right, one more here from Twitter, at Sends underscore Army. Says, um, uh, let's see, pick one for flex, non-PPR. Garcon or Miller uh, or Ingram versus Miami. So Garcon, Miller, or Ingram. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, I want to believe in Pierre Garcon coming off of last week, but shadow coverage from Patrick Peterson. Here's something interesting. Mm. Patrick Peterson has shadowed all three weeks. When he is shadowing, he has been targeted three times. Not three times a game, three times. No targets with Des Bryant in his coverage last week. Really? Now, Des had two in the game. So it's, it's tough to, to rely on him. I don't want any piece of the New Orleans backfield until <laughs> one of them gets hurt. And, you know, I don't want to ever wish anybody to get hurt, but I'm kind of wishing that Adrian Peterson is at least on the sideline so we can <laughs> see some more Alvin Kamara. So I guess I have to go with Miller, and I really don't like that one either. There might be other sneaky options on the waiver wire, but uh, if you had to choose one of those, I guess Miller's the, the least of all evils. I know. Yeah, nothing's too appealing out of that one there. Uh, in conversation with Jeff Ratcliffe from Pro Football Focus and uh, Sirius XM. Uh, Jeff, when we look at the Minnesota Vikings here, Case Keenum inexplicably went off last week, as it was, as we said earlier, it was bizarro week around the NFL. Everything was turned upside down. Um, what do you do with the Vikings' weapons? Because there are a lot of juicy options if it's Sam Bradford under center. You got Thielen, Diggs, Rudolph. Like, where, what are you thinking this week from Case Kim? Because I'm not banking on him going for another 330 through the air. Well, I think one of the, the, the most underrated aspects of that matchup that maybe we should have been keyed in on is Brent Grimes sat. So Ryan Smith, and Ryan Smith's one of those guys, I don't even think he knows who he is. <laughs> so. He's, he's out there, and Stephon Diggs lights him up. Uh, they're not going to have that, that same advantage this week. We're going to see shadow coverage from Darius Slay, who is a pretty darn good corner on Diggs. Diggs comes back to earth this week. Uh, that is a opportunistic secondary. They have seven interceptions already this season, the Lions, so maybe flying under the radar as a kind of quasi-sneaky good defense. They can generate some pass rush. Ziggy Anta looks more like the player he was two years ago than the player he was last year. Uh, so, you know, it's tough to trust these guys with Keenum under center. I think he struggles mightily in this one. The only player I'd look to automatically start is Dalvin Cook. He is the real right. deal. Uh, it's really still surprising that he ended up slipping to the second round because he's certainly a first-round talent, and he's shown that through the, through the beginning of the season. With Diggs, if you have him, you got to start him. But downgrade expectations. Don't expect a repeat of last week. What about Adam Thielen? Because he's been, especially in PPR, very enticing. But does he fall into the same category as Diggs for you? He's, if anything, he's sneaky this week. Because if Diggs does get uh, a lot of slay like we expect, then Thielen could be open. He could mm. be a little bit of a safety valve. So for PPR purposes, you know, you look at him as a wide receiver three with the potential to give you some wide receiver two pr- production. I don't mind it. I mean, I'm not crazy about any anybody except Cook, really, in this matchup. But if you had to rely on him, I, I think you could get away with it. 
I'm glad you brought up, Jeff, the Detroit defense. I picked them up in my Yahoo League, and man, like you're right, it's sneaky. They're under the radar. When you look at the fantasy points they put up, 16, 17, 13, 7 combines interceptions, what, 8 sacks, uh, return, 2 touchdowns returned. Like, this defense, I, I don't know how they've been flying under the radar so much. And Jared Davis, the, the rookie linebacker who is an every-down player for them, has he was out last week with a concussion. Now, it looks like He's still questionable at this point. Could be trending towards playing. You never know with those concussions, though. But he that only improves the defense. I mean, they've been they had to rely on Paul Warlow without him. Uh, that's a downgrade. So yeah, this is a sneaky good unit. And I mentioned them. They're a multi-week streamer. If you wanted to use them this week and next week, but they could be. We see it every year, don't we? We see these these defenses come out of nowhere. Yeah. They end up being good fantasy assets for the entire year. You just have to be sharp enough to pick them up early on. Yeah, to know when to get them. In conversation with Jeff Ratcliffe, fantasy football analyst for Pro Football Focus, Sirius XM host, and also uh, on TV for CBS Sports and on Twitter at Jeff Ratcliffe. Now. Coming into next week, Jeff, one of the, the names that are going to be heavily tracked is uh, well the, the Green Bay uh, backfield, right? You have, okay, Ty Montgomery, it looks like it's not as serious as, he, as people think. He might be able to play next week, but Aaron Jones, are you gunning after him, or what should we be, be looking at when it comes to that Packers backfield? It's challenging. I mean, yeah. in leagues where you actually bid for your free agents, right. I know that te- there's going to be temptation for a lot of folks to spend a lot of money on Aaron Jones. And let's be clear, Aaron Jones this is a kid who averaged 7.7 yards per carry last year. And now it was UTEP. It wasn't that he was like at Alabama or something. Mm-hmm. But still, very impressive, put up good numbers at the Combine, so tested out really well. It's, uh, he showed that burst. He showed a little bit more burst than we've seen out of Jamal Williams. But with the news surrounding Ty Montgomery, at best you're looking at maybe one or two weeks of a Band-Aid at running back. So I, I may just let somebody else spend their money on Aaron Jones. If this was a situation where Montgomery's out, where Williams is out for the entire year, then yeah, spend pretty much all of it. But uh, I, I, and the news about Montgomery that you, you just mentioned as well, I, I think that uh, you know a one-week Band-Aid isn't really worth spending a ton of money on free agency. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Maybe save it there. One last one for you here. The Broncos backfield, and we'll take that Buffalo game, I think, as an anomaly. Uh, hopefully, if you're a Broncos fan, losing to the Bills. But Jamal Charles, a nice little rebound in that backfield with a C.J. Anderson. Put up uh, 12.7 fantasy points in PPR last week. Are you, he's available in under 50% of most leagues. Like, is Charles too dangerous to pick up, or do you like him kind of as that, I don't even know if I call him a handcuff in that, uh, the, the Denver running back situation? Yeah, it's an interesting scenario. You expected to just see Charles as a sort of passing down back this year, but he, he showed the burst that, that he, he had maybe not entirely earlier in his career, but more than I expected to see out of him. That touchdown run was a nice run. It looked like vintage Jamal Charles. So I think if he's out there, the way the running back is this season, so brutal, so sparse, that you know, just chuck him on your bench. C.J. Anderson has shown in the past he's not the most durable running back. Mm-hmm. And if he's out, I don't think they go, okay, well, we're going to put Booker ahead of, uh, of Charles. I think Charles gets the, the first crack at the lead back duties. And that offense actually, you know, yes, last week, but Buffalo's a tough place to play. That offense looks very interesting with Mike McCoy. It's opened up. It's not the Gary Kubiak offense. So there is potential there. I definitely think he's worth stashing. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time. And people can find you on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe. And uh, where, where can they find you this weekend to get all the, all the tips leading up to Sunday? 
Uh, tomorrow morning, CBS Sports Network, 8 Eastern to noon in the morning. Uh, and, of course, all week long, Monday through Friday, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Beauty. All right, thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, Jeff Ratcliffe, again on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe. We're going to take the break, and after that, I'm going to tell you how to win Domino's Free Pizza, as well as entering our Domino's 4 Downs DraftKings Pick'em Contest, 500 bucks in prizes up for grabs. We'll also dip into the team power rankings going into week four in the NFL. So a lot more coming up. Stay tuned. TSN 4 Downs. When Danny said that he wasn't intentionally trying to hit him like that. Up the middle. Little screen to Adams. get your ass kicked, you know, you take a cheap shot and you celebrate when a guy goes down. So that's what, that's what really pissed us off. Rodgers, good protection. Lost the end zone. Jordy Yeah, an ugly hit on Devontae Adams at a hospital is in concussion protocol, so we'll keep our fingers crossed that he's okay. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. Get us on Twitter at TSN 4 Downs. Myself at AndyMC81. We are delivered by Domino's, folks. 50% off week till Sunday, so October 1st. Order online at menu prices, 50% off. How about that for your NFL Sundays, Chris? Just go at 50%. 50% off pizza. Order it up for the boys. Have a good time. Absolutely. Domino's.ca. Domino's.ca. Okay, let's get to the team power rankings as listed on NFL.com. We heard the Packers there. Packers at number 10 dropped from number 3. That seems a bit... Uh, uh, that will go up, though, yeah, after this week. I would hope so, because even after just edging by the Bengals, boy, I find it tough to put Aaron Rodgers down like that, and especially now with the backfield not as banged up as people thought, at least right now, with Ty Montgomery and, and James and you have Jones. Like, that's going to be something we have to track. Well, the efficiency of Aaron Rodgers missing his two offensive tackles mm-hmm. alone makes them worth the top five pick in the power rankings, I, think, I would think. I think you're right. Now, here's interesting. The New England Patriots at three. Above them, the Atlanta Falcons and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs and Falcons are undefeated. The Patriots have a loss. So, I, I don't necessarily totally disagree with you put the two undefeated teams up Especially top. Especially with the Chiefs beating the Patriots. Yes. The Chiefs, I'd agree with. The Falcons, I'm not so sure. Uh, with Tommy Terrific there popping up five TDs. I think I might put them in the two spot. Maybe I, I do third. like the Falcons' defense, how they started this year. Mm-hmm. But week one, they could have easily lost to Chicago. Sure they could have. And last week, Golden Tate was, what, two inches away from scoring that touchdown? Yeah. Late in the game? Yeah. They could easily be one and two. So with them as the second seed, I get it because of the record, and they beat Green Bay and you beat Detroit, two really good teams. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching. I don't think they'll be a top three team all year. The Redskins, one spot above the Raiders, 7-8. and eight. I know Oakland laid an egg last week. But I'm again, I'm going to put week three kind of in its own bubble right now. Because I don't think that's going to be any sort of trend going forward. The Raiders are a better team than Washington. They're going to be yes. a better team. And I can't wait to see Raiders-Broncos. Two wounded ducks coming off of being embarrassed. That's going to be a beauty. That's a that's a big matchup in the AFC West. That's a mile high, man. Like that could be this this could have ramifications come down uh, for playoff time. Amari Cooper for the Raiders. Where are you? Well, he's going to get his chance. Michael Crabtree banged up. Looks like he should play, but he's not a hundred percent going against the keep to leave all game. Eee, it's going to be fun to watch. Boy, yeah, you got to watch that. Right, we'll see if they put where they put Cooper because I like Cooper because you can pop him on the outside, but you can also slide him in 
Like he's versatile that way. So yeah, we'll see. So with Talib, Talib will just follow him around, <laughs> and, and, and that's going to be the, the the gamesmanship to see if they can get Cooper away. And really, it depends on the health of Crabtree because if Crabtree can go and be effective, well, we but know last what type of beast he can be. But the Sunday nighter last week, they couldn't get Marshawn Lynch going against the Redskins. No. No, they could. He's going to have to have a bounce back game against the Broncos, or else, like, what are you going? What are you going to do if you're Derek Carr? If you can't run the ball with that secondary against your receivers. Yeah, they could be in trouble again. Yeah, and one more on the power rankings: you have the Seahawks at 17, uh, the Buccaneers underneath them. The Seahawks offense just has to. They got to figure this out. The offense looked pretty good out. last week against the Titans. They just couldn't <sighs> stop them. Yeah, but Russell Wilson put up 42 points in fantasy and it's they lost. True. I'm talking season wide, though, Scrizz. Like, uh, again, I'm not, I don't know. I, I want to see it out of a couple weeks. Maybe that was the shakeoff. Maybe that was getting set. But that defense, you're right. One, that defense, which is all, always expected to be world class, right? Especially with the addition on the defensive line in the offseason with Richardson over from the Jets. They, they got to, they still got to sort some stuff out. Well, you know what's a good remedy for that? The Annapolis Colts. <laughs> yeah. Sunday night. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett, baby. The snooze fest. Oh, that's, that's your Sunday nighter. We got it for you on the station, so if you need to you know, help ease yourself off into the yeah, night. if you get stuck in the 401, it's <laughs> <laughs> hey, to kill your time with. You know what? You got two mobile quarterbacks. Could be fun. It if could the, be. If the defense are a little sloppy, T.Y. Hill put up 25 points last week, too. I know so we you did. never know. I know he did. Oh, I know you do. Against the Browns, <laughs> lousy guy. All right. Okay. Anyway, uh, so folks, here's how you're going to win some Domino's pizza this week, okay? What you got to do, and I'll put this up when I pin the link... To today's NFL uh, show, so to TSN Four Downs, when I pin it to my Twitter at AndyMC81, you got to follow at Domino's Canada. You have to follow at TSN Four Downs and retweet it. You do that, and come Sunday night, I'll pick a winner, and you get some free Domino's pizza just for listening to the show and for retweeting that. So follow at Domino's Canada. Follow at, follow at TSN Four Downs on Twitter. Retweet my pin tweet, and you get a chance to win pizza. Now, Scrizz. This is where I love me some free pizza, but I like money more. Okay? I, I like li- both. I equally. like my money. You know what? You can get money and you can buy more pizza. So mm. here's what we did. Our buddies at Domino's, like, does any show, first of all, Chris, does any show take better care of you than we do with Domino's? We're giving free pizza. We're giving money away. Come Absolutely on, man. Absolutely not. Come on, man. You got to love it. So here's what you can do. The people show. The people show. If we you want, smell. We want the people to enjoy themselves during the NFL season here on TSN 4 Downs. So here's, here's the angle. Here's what we're doing. Uh, thanks to our buddies at Domino's. You're going to go to draftfree.com. Draftfree.com. It's the DraftKings new Pick'em style contest. So instead of going salary cap-wise, what you do is you pick in tiers. So you're given a group in each tier, and you pick out of that group which one you believe will have the best week. You have eight tiers. And you win that. So there's $500 in prizes for a four-downs pool. So the only way to enter, it's a private league, the only way to enter is to go to draftfree.com. You sign up. If you're already signed up, great. Uh, jump in and pick your team. If you aren't, then you can sign up right there, and you can win a part of $500 a prizes. So we're going to take you through our first three tiers. Which Scrizz and I are going to be playing, so I'm not giving it all away. No. Okay. We can't give them all our good tips. No, but we'll get you we'll give you a, a, a little look see. So here's here's the first tier. Who's gonna have the best week? Antonio Brown versus the Ravens. Julio Jones against the Bills at home. Or AJ Green against Cleveland. Who's gonna have Ooh. the best week? That's tough. I think I'm gonna go with Antonio Brown. Against Baltimore? That defense. I just I can't see the Ravens staying on the field long enough. Like yeah. their defense. Is going to be gassed okay. by the third quarter. 
I'm going to say A.J. Green because Joe Hayden, when he was with the Browns, was able to contain him. He was one of the only uh, cornerbacks that could. He's gone now. Jamar Taylor for the Browns did not look great last week against the Colts and T.Y. Hilton. So I'll go A.J. Green in Is this Miles Garrett's debut for the Browns? No. It looks like he was close. It looks like he is going to return next week versus the Jets. He practiced this week, but they better, don't want to rush him. Better to start him off being suggested yeah. if he wants. Well, especially, a, of, especially a high ankle sprain. You don't want to mess around with that, right? Absolutely. Okay, tier like you guys two. Are going anywhere this year. Yeah, shut up. Uh, tier two. Who's going to have the best week in our DraftKings Pick'em Contest brought to you by Domino's? 500 bucks in prizes. LaShawn McCoy versus Atlanta. Le'Veon Bell versus Baltimore. Or Zeke Elliott against the Rams. Rams, by the way, have the last place ranked defense. I think I'm going with Zeke. I saw what the Redskins did to that Rams defense. They put up 186 yards by themselves. They sure did. Like Rob <laughs> Kelly is no Zeke Elliott. No. And Zeke's going to be, he's back to being motivated. He Dallas, had one blip. Dallas' offense is really impressive Monday night. I know. I know. And I don't think Jared Goff will be putting up 30 points against Dallas. I Yeah, I'm going to take Zeke on that one. That's what I went to. I went Zeke Elliott in that, uh, in that tier. So tier three. So there's eight tiers. Who's going to have the best week here? Now, this is a, this is a big one. You got Todd Gurley at Dallas, Stephon Diggs, Case Keenum against that Detroit defense that we talked about with Jeff Radcliffe that's been surprisingly dominant, Devontae Freeman, Atlanta versus Buffalo, Brandon Cooks, Pats at Carolina, or McCaffrey, Carolina in New England. Wow. Yeah. Who's going to have the best week tier three there? I went Todd Gurley against Dallas because I'm not buying Diggs. The Buffalo defense is tough, is tough. Brandon Cooks. You know how I feel about New England receivers. He can go off or he can do nothing. And Christian McCaffrey at New England, he's the only one I was kind of balancing with between him and Gurley. See, I'm going to go with Freeman. Same reason why I went with Antonio Brown. I just don't think the Buffalo Bills offense will be on the field long enough. Yeah. Like the Falcons defense has looked pretty good. Um, Yeah, you're going to have to go with Freeman just because I don't want to take Todd Gurley. We can't agree on everything. Right, right. Okay, so uh, that's three of the tiers. There are eight tiers. So again, guys, you can win part of 500 bucks by just going to draftfree.com. Our buddies from Domino's putting up the cash. Gotta love it. Draftfree.com. Sign up. If you're not signed up, then uh, uh, do that, and you can get into the game there. If you are, great. Go up against me and Chris. We'll get into some trash talk, too. All right, we'll see how it goes. It's for the Sunday game, so do that. Draftfree.com. Sign up now. Remember, retweet my pinned tweet with the TSN 4 Downs link to win free pizza, and you can check out my sleeper picks at the DK Playbook, DraftKings Playbook, DraftKings.com. I mentioned Joe Mixon, uh, tight end, also a sleeper to pick up. Ryan Griffin, tight end from the Texans. He's healthy, six foot six. He's a monster. He's a solar eclipse. He blocks out the sun. Ryan Griffin is a nice sleeper for your tight end spot. Okay, great show, everybody. Thank you so much, so much that we covered today. Uh, thanks to Jarrett Bell and Jeff Ratcliffe. For Mike Skrzyzniak, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 and TSN 1150.